spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. from Port Tide here at Moody Center. Tonight it will be Texas against Oklahoma. Again, thanks to uh, the Children's Women's Program allowing us to come in and set up actually the program started while we're still finishing up. The voices down just to make sure final stratagems that were looking for this evening's game with the Oklahoma Sooners. By the way, uh, in, in that game tonight, as I mentioned, Texas will go into a carry an 18-2 record in the number 10 national rank. Oklahoma uh, is uh, right now uh, 11-6 and overall. They actually have fewer conference losses than Texas. Now, they played one less game. Actually, they played the same amount of games. Texas is four and two, and OU is five and one in conference play. Now uh, they haven't played, uh, you know, all the opponents that Texas has played yet, and and the Longhorns haven't played all the opponents that the Sooners have played yet. Texas was able to sweep both games last year, uh, one handily in Norman, one in Austin, and and the Sooners do have. Uh, some guards who can score. Skylar Van uh, is a, a swing player, a six-foot guard who averages 15 points per game. Uh, Nevaeh Top runs the point for them, um, and she's all of five feet three inches tall, but she can uh, distribute the basketball and can shoot it as well. And they have a junior transfer from Louisville who was on the floor here last year when Texas lost to Louisville in the second round of the NCAA Women's Tournament. It's Peyton Verhulst. Uh, who's from DeSoto, Kansas, but she is averaging 11 points per game. So she is a, a, uh, a someone who came through uh, the transfer portal. And they have uh, Lexi Keys, who had played at Oklahoma State as a grad transfer and is uh, now at, uh, at OU. So uh, we've seen that a lot in the league where players have moved from one school to another inside of the Big 12 Conference. Adisha Five for Texas played at Texas Tech. Of course, uh, uh, Texas Tech has Ashley Chevalier, who played at Texas three years ago. So there's a lot of that movement that goes on. Uh, Aubrey Jones, who played at Iowa State, the younger sister of the All-American Ashley Jones. Aubrey Jones plays for Oklahoma. So we'll see her on the floor as night. That's one of the dynamics in today's age in a college basketball, be it on the men's side or on the women's side. And uh, that is getting an opportunity uh, to see players who played at uh, one place playing 
uh, in a different uniform suiting up for a different team. And in many cases, like the ones I just laid out there, within the same conference, transferring inside of the same conference. That's happening all across the country, by the way. There, uh, for example, the, uh, the transfer the Longhorns are getting in football from uh, Arizona was at UCLA prior to that. So it's happening in all sports. It's happening uh, at uh, all levels of collegiate athletics, Division One, Two, and Three. All right, as I mentioned, of course, the Longhorns had uh, the big win last night over the Oklahoma Sooners. Sitting courtside with me was, of course, the, our uh, engineer producer on Longhorn men's basketball games and the producer of this program, Cameron D. Parker. The D on the birth certificate says Dallas, but uh, it could stand for defeated OU for the fifth consecutive time at Lloyd Noble. It was your first trip, however, into Lloyd Noble, and I would say you probably weren't like just bowled over, overwhelmed no, with the building. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was not. Um, kind of disappointed. You know, D might stand for Dallas this week because Max Aismith is uh, there you go. from Dallas. He played his uh, high school ball at Jesuit Prep, where, of course, Jordan Spieth played at. And he had yeah. a good support cast from his family and former Oral Roberts students out there as well. But also might stand for disappointed because it was not a sellout. And for a top 10 Oklahoma team against their, their biggest, most hated rival, Kind of disappointed, Craig. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a good showing. Eddie Oren, uh, your wonderful color analyst, uh, mentioned that after Texas went up, might have been double digits that twelve point lead. Uh, he said on the air that it looked like a fire drill. And it because did. I made the comment, uh, Oklahoma took a timeout when Texas went up twelve, and uh, Porter Moser called the timeout, and I said, and there are fans making their way to the exits, and that was from the department of, uh, of, you know, just understated because they were streaming to the exit. And you're right. And he said, it looks like a fire drill because, I mean, it, was, it wasn't just that they were leaving. They were leaving quickly mm -hmm. when it happened. And there was this, this real rapid movement up the stairs and, and headed out. It was an exodus. And, I mean, the game was over at that point because Oklahoma just did not shoot the ball well down the stretch, but Texas, unlike the Baylor game where, where they couldn't get a bucket, they were getting buckets. Uh, Max Aismith, Dylan Nassou, another incredible effort from him. He was scoring from beyond the arc, inside, posting up, uh, or just launching that that step-back jumper. He had a great night. Uh, Tyrese Hunter had a great night defensively. A huge win for Texas, Craig. We, we talked about the Baylor win and what that did for the season, but now you got back-to-back -back wins. You got some, some, some momentum here. You're building your resume for the tournament. You're building confidence with the team. And now you travel to Provo later this week, which we'll get into, who was coming off a really tough loss to Houston last night. But when we were stranded at the, uh, at the airport in the charter terminal, we got to see like uh, the last uh, five or six mm -hmm. minutes of that game between Houston and BYU. And you're right. It was a, a tough, tough loss for them uh, falling late uh, to Houston because they had a chance to win that game. And they, they threw up something like, was it something like 38? three-pointers in the game, 38 three-point yeah. attempts during the course of the game, something like that? Yeah, they are a heavy three-point shooting team, which you know we'll see on Saturday, and that's been maybe a weakness of Texas defensively. Was not weakness last night against Oklahoma that uh, I believe Fran Fischilla called one of the best shooting teams in the conference, and Oklahoma did not shoot very well at their home arena last night. So big win for Texas. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to look forward to going to 
Norman every year, Craig, maybe maybe because of, of the travel schedule and all that. Because remember, as we established in the program yesterday, I left my luggage in the back seat of my car before traveling and thought, okay, it happens. Only, I've done it before. It's only it's only one it's only one night. Well, it turned into two nights, yeah. three days in yeah. Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, it did. And as we pointed out yesterday on the program, you had to take the opportunity to walk. Mm, Three four hundred yards at least. It wasn't Maybe too bad. Yeah, wasn't to, too to, bad. to walk to walk down the Target to get some some undergarments and some toiletries. So got the, got the take in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. You know who who knows when the last time the next time I'll be able to do that, which will probably be next year. But you never never know. Really enjoyed seeing the TJ Maxes <laughs> and the Bad Daddies uh-huh. and the Chipotle's that Norman, Oklahoma had to offer. Listen, what you saw was a sub, was the suburban north side of Norman. <laughs> you haven't seen a lot of the downstairs inside. It was a built up Norman, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You haven't seen a lot of that. You'll you'll get a, you'll get <laughs> to that a little later on. But when it was all said and done, the Longhorns had the win, seventy five sixty. The three guys come to mind. There were there were a great many. Uh, contributors to the game. I even uh, tweeted that out last night. Uh, but three guys really come to mind because this was a 33-32 Oklahoma lead at the half. And Texas held the Sooners to 27 points in the second half. And during that second half, two guys really picked up the load in scoring. It's the guys who've been carrying it, kind of carrying Max Asmus, who uh, had uh, uh, a game high uh, for 22 points in that Dylan DeSue, <clears throat> since returning, and it's been just a little over a month uh, for, for Dylan, he came back on December 16th, coming off the foot surgery, and posted his first double-double, 19 points and 10 rebounds. And then, in addition to those two guys, uh, you know, you had several other guys chip in with some key bu- buckets and rebounds. Dylan Mitchell had 13 boards, and Kendall Weaver. Uh, played his best game as a long run, I think, by far. He 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 played well against Marquette, but that kind of got, uh, you know, uh, you might say overshadowed by the fact that the Longhorns as a team mm-hmm. uh, were summarily thumped by by the by the Golden Eagles that night. They lost to Marquette uh, handily in that game, even though Kendall Weaver himself played well. Well, uh, Kendall had his best scoring night as a Longhorn, eleven points, uh, but also had uh, rebounds, assists and played some really sticky defense at a great block at the other end of the floor. And uh, he, he had a heck of a time. So those three guys would stand out. But really and truly, it was, you know, the old team effort thing and Rodney Terry marshalling the troops again for back-to-back wins over ranked opponents. Of course, the game here on Saturday with the driving layup by Tyrese Hunter to beat ninth-ranked Baylor 75-73. Then, uh, last night, beating 11th-ranked OU on the road. So, after the game, we visited with Coach Terry to talk about the effort and the production it took for his team to win the game. Orange head coach uh, Rodney Terry, uh, after the win, uh, and uh, pretty pleased with, uh, you know, he's that, that moment of urgency. When people ask about urgency with a basketball team, it arrived in the second half when, with about eight and a half minutes to go in the game, and it was after a big three-pointer by Max Asmus put Texas up 55-52. Oklahoma comes back and uh, got a bucket, and it's 55-54 with 8-22 remaining in the game. 55-54. to At that point, the Longhorns went on a 19-4 run 
to put the game away. So that was the moment of urgency, I think, for Texas. And we saw it on both ends of the floor. I mean, Oklahoma missed some shots for sure, but the Longhorns forced some traps out near midcourt, some poor passes, and as a result, some shots late in the shot clock. They had a couple of shot clock violations, uh, things like that. So it, it, that moment of urgency arrived for the basketball team last night. And they rebounded from the first half, too, because they had six, seven turnovers. At, at one point, they only had seven turnovers against Baylor. At one point, they had six in the first half, and it was really the only reason why Oklahoma was still in that contest. Craig, they had, what, 14 points off turnovers a lot yeah. coming in the fast break. It felt like, man, if Texas can just stop, you know, having these stupid turnovers, they can pull away from Oklahoma. But on the other side, it's what allowed Oklahoma to lead. So it felt like, oh boy, here we go again, just like Texas Tech at home when just the turnovers kept coming and coming and coming. But credit RT in the troop because at, at halftime, Craig, they came out, they refocused. OU came out with a quick four-point lead. But after that, it was all Texas in the second half against a very physical and more aggressive Oklahoma team. Well, last night, I think Texas was. We talked about how free throws were going to play an important part in that game. It was Dylan the Sioux, Kendall Weaver, Max Aceves, time after time in the second half, going down the floor, driving to the rim, getting downhill, and getting the foul calls. And that helped Texas pull away. Made a big difference. Uh, Longhorns uh, with the win able to uh, move their uh, overall record to 14-5 and five and uh, pull level in Big 12 Conference play at 3-3. Three and three. And Oklahoma, which, as we pointed out, went into the game ranked 11th in the nation, has a record only one game better than Texas overall at 15-4, and four, and their conference record is identical. They're both 3-3. Three and three. But there's this huge log jam, and we'll, we'll go over it a little later on about what's going on in the Big 12 Conference where teams are knocking one another off. There's a couple of teams at the top, but uh, by and large, teams are kind of in a log jam really from the three to the 13 position. Only Oklahoma State is really struggling right now, and they almost took out TCU last night. It didn't happen, though, and uh, TCU was able to get the three and three in the league, and and Oklahoma State is still searching for its first conference win the year they are 0-6. We'll have more on that a little bit later on. But up next, we'll have Inconceivable, uh, which included our, our sojourn back. We'll get to that when we continue here from Courtside at Moody Center here on Sports Radio AM 13 Under the Zone and the iHeartRadio app. 